Well, hey, everybody. It's Ben and Rob from Edge of Wonder. We've all been seeing the intelligence whistleblower David Grush making headlines for exposing government knowledge of UFOs. Now, even more bombshell reports are coming out that are all being discredited, ridiculed, or just plain ignored by the legacy media. Yeah, such as was the Vatican in on a UFO cover-up as Grush is claiming? He also mentioned that UFOs could be from other dimensions rather than a far distant planet. Then the other day, there was a UFO press conference in Washington, D.C., led by Dr. Stephen Greer and a panel of military whistleblowers. And when you hear what they had to say, your mind is going to be blown because mine seriously was. So well, join us on this Edge of Wonder live show as we dive deeper into the possibilities of what all this means, how alien technology is right before our eyes, and what this disclosure of truth impacts on a larger scale, if all of this is real. Yeah. And don't miss our live Q&A where you get to ask us your questions directly in the live chat on Rise.TV, followed by a group meditation slash prayer that we're going to do at the end. So be so be with us for that one. So it'll be good. We've been all doing right. that on Tuesdays. And we'll see you out on the edge. Hey, and are you listening to the Edge of Wonder podcast? Well, please leave us a five-star rating and review so you can help us reach even more people. And if you're watching us in any other place, don't forget to subscribe. We could really use that. really helps the channel. Ben, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Yeah, doing pretty well. Um, doing a lot of traveling lately, it seems. But <laughs> and I'm going right? to be seeing you in a couple days, actually, in Ohio. Right. So we're going to go there and Rob and I are filming some new episodes. So that will be fun. And um, yeah, and a lot of really, really <laughs> amazing um, content is really coming out related to first, like David Grush, the, the UFO whistleblower, and kind of getting a little bit more detailed in what he says and, and kind of even how he explains certain things. And then, of course, there was a D.C. press conference that happened led by Dr. Stephen Greer. And um, that is like a three hour was a three hour press conference. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a, a big part of it. And there were some really amazing testimonials that he had um, with some of these other military whistleblowers that just talked about their own experiences, which actually backs up everything that um, David um, uh, Grush is saying. So we'll get into all this on that show, on the show and some interesting things about uh, like certain phenomena that, 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 you know, science try to explain it with science, scientific terms or ways or whatever. And according to, to David Grush, some of these things are actually of a result of alien craft, or I should say extraterrestrial or some kind of, you know, interdimensional craft. You mean, you mean the, the scientific advancements that we have made are a result of the crash, the technology that was found on these crashes? No, like some of the weird phenomena that happens in our world. Like, okay, to give you like straight up uh, St. Elmo's fire. And I'm not talking about the what is it? what is St. Elmo's fire, Ben? So St. Elmo's fire is this weird phenomenon where it almost looks like lightning, but it happens uh, it, like sailors were first ones to notice it about a thousand years ago. And airplane pilots 
and it looks like lightning, but it is not lightning. And according, well, what is it? Well, they, they, I mean, scientifically, it's just explained as like, you know, some phenomenon that happens in the sky when, you know, electrons and particles meet a certain temperature degrees and blah, blah, blah. And it creates this kind of like lightning ish image or effect. Um, it can also be a ball of lightning that happens. And according to David Grush, this is explained by certain, it's like a result of certain craft in the area and how like uh, something that they're do the craft is doing. And that's a result of the craft itself, of some kind of action that the craft takes. So that is really fascinating. And yeah. that in itself is, you know, and again, this has been reported, like it's called St. Elmo's fire because one of the first reported sightings of this was like a thousand years ago by St. I don't know. I forget his name. It's not Elmo. They made it short for Elmo, but, um, but so, you know, and then it started making me think about like, what's that? The, um, Sorry, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of it. Is it the the three the three sun? Is not the I can't remember what it's called. The dog dog sun or something like that. I think it's the dog sun where it's like this. It looks like the the sun is broken up into three parts, and and, and it, it has this like strange effect. And it usually yeah. happens when it's cold. And again, yeah, Lindsay's gonna bring it up. This exactly. This is it. Sun dog. That's it. Why is it called a sun dog? That's weird. I can't remember. But details. what is that? That's super weird, that effect. So, according to science, this happens as a result of ice crystals in the air and it like fractures. This looks like it does something with the sun and it creates this kind of like effect. Realistically, we're probably seeing. Did he just pause? I'm not sure if Ben is, it's Ben. Yeah. Because my, everything's still working. So I think Ben's um, internet just kind of went. Um, so we'll wait for him to, here he is. He just, <laughs> he got expelled. I was really on the edge of my seat waiting for him to finish that line. And he's explaining it to me. And I'm like, why isn't he talking anymore? Um, this image is crazy. So th those are all, that effect that that's are all sun dogs i'm finding pictures of i've never seen i mean i've seen similar phenomena but not this that is crazy so what is it for, on your end Lindsay? what does it say causes this let's see oh ben says his power went out <laughs> which is funny because we're talking about the power of sun dogs huh yeah, that is funny. Sundogs appear on frigid winter days when the sun appears to have two smaller companions appear on either side. These dogs appear with a rainbow of colors as ice crystals in the sky refract sunlight that makes like sense. a prism. That's very interesting because like a prism makes rainbow colors, this is also doing the same thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I can see if ice crystals doing that too. I mean, that doesn't... I'm curious to know what specific phenomena they're claiming makes this other than just cold weather because i guess ice crystals doesn't preclude another dimension or anything though what do you mean like it being it this looks like a portal 
I mean, yeah. I'm I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not joking. No, what's really weird about this though is it's like if you look at the where the sun is hitting, it almost feels like the sun has a force field around it where the ice crystals are not able to get close enough to it and all the all the like grain like you can see this grain outside of the outside of that ball like it's extra clear inside yeah it's extra clear inside yeah it's really weird Hmm. wow and it's like that's a double one we've got two of them that's really cool if anybody's got photos of these from your own uh, travels, we'd love to see that. Well, and there's Ben coming back in. I think he's using his phone right now to try to get in. He's working on it. We'll <laughs> get him back. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and just start here. So um, the new claims from... Oh, you okay there, Ben? I think he just tried to add himself into the stream. So, uh, Lindsay, why don't you pull open this new claims from Whistleblower here? This morning, Ben and I were kind of geeking out over this. This is very interesting, the claims he's made. <clears throat> this is the intelligencer. Mm. Um, the UFO whistleblower is back with more crazy claims. And they went through some of these uh, as their section titles. UFOs could be from another dimension. And I know that, uh, Rob, you and John Vivanco in your show Metaphysical have talked about this kind of concept many times. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are, are thinking that these alien beings are from uh, far a distant place. But it's just as likely that they're entering in from another dimension. Um, there's so many different dimensions that exist that are overlapping. I mean, science talks about this with the multiverse and stuff like that. Um, that there's like like li literally parallel universes that exist right alongside ours. And all you have to do in order to break, like some people have some technology or some races have technology that can actually laterally move over into one of these other dimensions and actually some like for instance the montauk project a lot of the issues um that they were having there were that was that one of the dimensions actually ended up <clears throat> kind of linking with ours which led in some mysterious uh creatures um towards the end of the montauk uh project that a lot of people were claiming to see uh, in that area Can there's you remind also... us what the montauk project is yes the montauk project was a i guess you could say it was a government experiment over a, over about a 10-year period where they were <clears throat> they were experimenting with frequency and also people so they were they were hooking people up to um a sage radar and these people most likely had psychic abilities these are the claims or they had certain types of abilities and they were using the radar to do tests on the area on people on animals on um, all kinds of things in space and everything because hooking a person up to the machine was actually enabling them to do some type of traveling do more remote viewing into, into a lot of these things this is literally the setting this is the story that stranger things was based off of so not a conspiracy theory. Not a, not a, I mean, well, 
it's not a conspiracy theory that this happened. This this place in the Montauk project happened here. So a conspiracy fact. <laughs> yeah. But whether all, everything happened that Preston, Preston Nichols claimed in his book is highly debate, debated. I believe what was in there. I don't think his story was exactly right. I think you have to look at different sources to kind of get the whole picture. Um, but the overall general idea of what he was presenting was accurate. And then Montauk, the Montauk project was based off of that. John Vivanco, even in our show Metaphysical, was telling me that the creatures that he was seeing, like that he and his team were seeing when they were remote viewing, were very similar to the Demogorgon in in Stranger Things, which is crazy. The difference is that it, Preston Nichols claimed that this these beasts that they let in came from the psychic's abilities or the, the psychic's subconscious. But John was saying that it, like what was happening was that the frequency uh, that had been kind of um, that the Sage Radar was putting out opened up a, a like a, a portal in time space, basically. And it ended up merging another dimension with ours. So it wasn't necessarily from the psychic's main consciousness. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty, pretty crazy stuff there. And actually, could you, if you wouldn't mind, um, Lindsay, uh, so yeah, actually this is a recent, um, this is a recent, uh, series that we put out on the Mandela effect where we're the main purpose of this was actually to get into the theories around, um, how the Mandela effect is happening and what's actually going on. Cause a lot of people are unaware of that entire thing. So we did talk about some of the Mandela effects within that, but, uh, Lindsay, if you could open up that last document that we were just looking at, the UFOs could be from another dimension. I want to get into this just a little bit and just read that first paragraph because it was like, that was really. Okay, so last week, UFO hopefuls and terrestrial-minded skeptics were captivated by the account of David Grush, a former Pentagon official who, uh, who claims the United States has been hiding evidence of alien technology and the bodies of crashed alien pilots from Congress. Huge allegation, of course, taken seriously by some only because of Grush's experience as an intelligence officer working on the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the Department of Defense's UFO research wing. Okay. So right here, the UFOs could be from another dimension. Scroll down a little bit. Okay, so Grush, who received scholarship from the Air Force to study physics, did not describe the unusual aircraft as technology from another planet. I don't want to necessarily denote origin, he said. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain location. Grush proposed the vehicles the Pentagon is hiding could have come from a different physical dimension as described in quantum mechanics saying we know there are extra dimensions due to high energy particle collisions, etc., And there's a theoretical framework to explain that. That's a very, very good way of helping people that are like that are in physics to understand what's actually going on. Uh, these physicists will only understand things if you're kind of explaining things in their language. And he's kind of done that here, which is really good. Um, I think it's also nice that he said, I don't want to necessarily denote origin because he's kind of he's coming off as humble, like he doesn't know for sure. And I think a lot of people in their positions of, you know, hierarchy and rank or or scientists or in the military or 
whatever, they have a certain amount of knowledge and they're very confident of that. But you don't hear as much the things that they don't know. For, for So for him to upfront say, we don't know the origin, that seems honest to me. Yeah, I agree. And it, it also like, I think scientists are way too quick to pick a theory and then go with it and, and make that the thing without actually, you know, recognizing the fact that this is the this is the best knowledge that they have like this is the closest they can get to an answer and there could be more information or hey this is just where we're at now and it feels like he's doing that here uh so that's that's really good um yeah i mean again it's like now here's this is interesting yeah the vatican was in on the ufo cover-up okay so this just keeps getting juicier Grush claimed the first UFO case he was briefed on involved a vehicle downed in Italy in 1933. The Mussolini government had allegedly kept it in storage until near the end of World War II. Pope Pius XII back-channeled the existence of the object to the United States, which obtained it in 1944-1945. I'd really love to know how that entire thing happened. Hmm. How much did the United States pay for that? In the middle or the end of the war, too. Their focus is on obtaining UFOs when a war is going on. What's that about? Well, you're right. And I mean, it just brings up all of this, all of this other stuff, because it's like we know that that Hitler was, you know, he was creating all kinds of different technologies, some of which were seemingly UFO. At least the technology was UFO in origin, uh, like the de Glock, which you know, the bell, the German bell. I mean, that alone, we don't know. We know we Hitler was everywhere looking for this stuff. We don't know what interactions he had with whom and, and what actually took place for him in order to gain this technology. Now, if he was making deals with other species that had this technology, it does make like project paperclip makes a lot of sense because these other government organizations would want access to that. It's easy picking. Like he made the deal. He got the technology. Now they can take it over and then develop it further or even reverse engineer some of the stuff that he was doing. Um, You know, this is where the classic Foo Fighters thing comes from, right? Like where, where the term comes from. So that's super interesting. And also implies an Indiana Jones-esque warehouse somewhere in the United States that's housing this thing. Which I think it's safe to say that has to exist. It has to, right? The only thing I think that this picture, which I love, got wrong is there should be much bigger boxes in here. Or like just full-on UFOs out in the open with tarps over (laughs) it or something. What movie has that? Is it... um... The Da Vinci Code. Probably like, he goes into uh, the Vatican archives and could be. There's like glass boxes that will even seal itself off and cut off all the air. Maybe it wasn't yeah, Da Vinci no, Code. I, there's I, something I, like that, and it's the Vatican's vast. That doors. I remember that. What yeah. was that? Oh wait, was that was that like Resident Evil or something, or was that like the Da Vinci Code? I don't remember. Okay, if any if anybody's listening and you know. Please let us know. Ben, how you doing? You back? Oh, my gosh. That was weird, man. Um, Just the power just went right off right as I was talking about that. And it really 
Yeah, it's affected your lighting. You look like yeah. Data from Star Trek. <laughs> it's something with the uh, my computer. It like every time I turn on the camera, it just was black. So um, I'm doing the best I can right now. So no worries. Yeah, we we're just kind of going over. You didn't miss much. We were just going over um, the kind of what was going on with the UFOs being from another dimension and the claims that were there. Mm -hmm. And then we were kind of getting into the Vatican being in on the UFO cover up. Yeah. Yeah. OK, good. Did we play any of the clips from from David? Not yet. OK. Yeah, we can start doing that. But sure. Yeah, man, this was sorry. That was that was insane. And I couldn't believe it happened right at that yeah. moment. It's just all of a sudden the power. Just yeah, like, I found that Florida loses power quite a bit. Well, and ever since the hurricane in this area, it, the power has been a little bit. If there was like a if there's like a really bad storm, the power goes out for a little bit. And mm. there there's a there was a really bad storm. I don't think it's storming right now, which is kind of weird why the power went out now. But, um, you know, they put everything up in a really big hurry. So things aren't as stable as they used to be prior to the hurricane because it was like, okay, we just got to get everything up. And there's a, like wires sticking out certain places and things like that. Oh, so yeah, it's no a little problem. bit weird. But anyway, all right. So let's, uh, yeah, what you want to watch. Um, yeah. A couple of clips here, right? Yeah, let's do that. I'm looking forward to, to, to checking these out with everyone. Is Dave Grush safe? Do you think he's safe? I think he is now. I think he's a lot safer now that he's taken a public position. Um, there are things that have happened to Dave that aren't very nice. His home's been broken into, and he's been targeted with surveillance, and I think he's been harassed. And um, I've got a pretty good idea who the people are that have been doing the harassing. It's quite extraordinary. It's probably not a government agency. It's probably a private contractor. More on that that's, later. But that's wow. how so, they do all right. it. Well, there's... Okay. Can you pause it for a second? Are you going to be looking into that? I guess the answer... That's literally okay. how they would do it. They would yeah. they would ask a, a government... They would contract an, uh, like a security like company to do that. You remember James Scott? He was running yep. one of those. He works with the government. And then they run a bunch of... like code or they actually develop the bots that the government needs right so anyway mm -hmm. go on yeah 100 percent. keep playing this yes, here's another are you going to be looking into it question uh you raised in that special that the vatican has known about this for a while uh what should happen about that should uh, the vatican how to get how do you get the vatican legitimately on the record about what they know about the ufo situation well, one of the things that I think is the red flag with the Vatican is that a few years ago, the Vatican astronomer made a very public statement yes. that we are all God's children, whatever we are. If we're another species, we're still God's children. And that the Christian faith, they emphasized, is not incompatible with the belief in aliens. And I think the Vatican's been aware of this issue since at least the Second World War, when the magenta craft was recovered. And I think that the Vatican apparently, uh, my good friend Dinah Walsh-Pasolka, the theologian professor, has apparently gone to the Vatican Library in the past. And she's told me that there are enormous archives in the Vatican still to be released where they've been studying the phenomena through millennia. It, it is, that is pretty amazing. But on the other hand, it makes good sense, particularly if that first crash was in uh, Italy, as, as he said. All right. Um, uh, this last question. 
will there be interviews to follow with people who literally have first person knowledge, the people who say, yes, I worked on this program. I touched that craft. I saw this body. Are, are we going to get that kind of thing coming anytime soon? Yes. Okay. Wow. He just Let's, says uh, yes. leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And he starts laughing. It's like, yep. Can, you, can you just play that part where he says yes again? That was <laughs> like just the way he did that was great. <laughs> that was so, yeah, it's really funny. Okay, let's uh, leave it at that because <laughs> he just cracks up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Meaning, what's... there's a lot more coming. Wait, up. wait. Okay, okay. Let's take a step back. Yeah, let's go back and talk about the like the ramifications of what's going on right now. What we could see is a domino effect of people coming forward, based off of what he just said. Yes, that's like what a, I think. We're... Big domino effect of people coming out and confirming the claims. Yeah, and you know, honestly, okay. So one other thing that related to the Vatican and what they were talking about is that they're in Italy and around nineteen, somewhere in nineteen thirties, maybe in nineteen thirty three, Mussolini, when he was in, you know in power, they had um, a craft that crashed in Italy. 1933 and, we talked about yeah, that yeah yeah okay and the um so the vatican knew about it the vatican has been covering this up the united states somehow got it now so now they were like united, let us take that off your yeah, hands we'll, we'll yeah we'll you take it off bit. your hands no problem. we'll give the church a little money you know so and then you know the other day on our weirder news we were talking about how the pope said that if if like extraterrestrials want to be baptized, he would be more than happy if the truth came out about extraterrestrials. He would be like, yeah, if they want to be baptized, we'll baptize extraterrestrials or aliens. So that's really, it's just so random that he would say something like that. So most likely, um, you know, from everything they're saying, it's like the Vatican knows a lot of what's happening. And I think the biggest fear of the Vatican is like, okay, you know, if we came out, yes, aliens are true or real, um, then it's like it could potentially affect people's faith within the Catholicism as a whole. And I think that's one of the reasons why they um, don't want that. Why? Why would that affect? I don't understand how that would affect faith. That has nothing to do with Jesus, what Jesus did, what is in the Bible. I know. But that, I mean, that that's where probably all of this would end up going anyway. A lot of, you know, and I think from that may be part. But I but actually, as we're going to get is, deeper, is he saying that just because aliens exist, that people wouldn't would find less value in. I don't understand how that's an issue. I don't think it's less value, but I think it, it's like it's hard for them to i don't know you know Dude, because... but yeah but no i like this is me talking to you right now like yeah no i know can you imagine being in a state where your belief would be shaken just because there's a few extra beings running around like imagine like we find a new animal in the forest that no one's ever seen before and because of that your faith got shaken like doesn't that seem to go I, against I... the whole teaching like the 
And I think people are very intelligent, you know, overall. Right. And and people are very spiritual and, you know, religious within within that community. I think that they would take it. But also, I think they would take it in a good way, but it also depends on how things get disclosed. And I think for the church, they want to maintain control, you know, and I'm not talking about no, Christianity get, as, yeah. as like a whole, right? I'm talking about the, the Vatican. That's, the Vatican. that's what I'm talking about. You know, the Vatican craziness sure. and all that stuff that's going on, right? I mean, in reality, it, they're not, it's like, they're not, they're truly not, from my understanding, you know, they could be doing a lot more for the people, but instead it's like, they're, they're it's like really at this point, it's just control. And you can see it from this snake temple that they built, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with Lucifer and the statue and the Pope is sitting there and all that stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's their biggest fear is that it would kind of shatter that reality and people would kind of start seeing the truth. But and I'm Ben, like, yeah, don't you think crazy. that that building and the fact that the Jesus they created in that building is basically Lucifer would shake people's faith in the Vatican? You would think. Right? <laughs> Just asking. But how, how can you not sit? I forget what it's called. Uh, I forget what the hall is called. It's something hall. And like, how can you not sit in there and realize that you're, I mean, it's literally a snake head. I mean, it's literally, it literally is. Of a snake with fangs coming out and eyes and everything. And how can you not realize that you're sitting inside of a snake? And like, I just don't get it. But okay. Is there a, um, not to, not to interrupt you, yeah. Ben, but is there another video clip that we're going to watch too? Right um now. well there's a there's quite a few so um Wait, did we want to did we want to do a trailer first yes. Lindsay? if we haven't when i was gone yeah so we let, didn't we didn't we were just kind of like uh riffing on a bunch of different stuff okay. regarding aliens and stuff Lindsay okay, and i were having a lovely conversation about all kinds of things including yeah let's do that and then we could play that um david grush gets into how these alien beings that we're seeing, or he doesn't really call them aliens. He has a very specific name for them. Could be from other dimensions rather right. than other planets. So we'll guess. Great. I didn't want to go public without evidence because I knew no one would believe me. The entire incident happened about five to six minutes in total. My mom shouts really loud, oh my God, what is that? What is that? At no point did the two men in black or the Air Force gentleman ask my mother or her friends, what did they see? They looked human, but they did weird things. The men in black, they said, you will report it as a helicopter crash or we will take your son away. The men in black play the narrative and the media outlets skew it back out. This was 1991 Project Mockingbird in full effect. All right. Welcome back. All right. So you guys, uh, that interview was on Rise.TV um, for all of our subscribers. And if you're watching what we're doing today and you like what we're doing, please think about 
uh, supporting our work so that we can keep everything going. Um, we've got awesome videos on there, like probably four to 500 videos on there um, of all kinds of different things that you'll find very interesting. Lots of research. And um, that was just one of the interviews that we've done. There's tons on there. Like if you're if you're more into the occult stuff, we've got like a, an interview with a with a, um, a Freemason. We had to cover up their their uh, their face and voice and everything, which is pretty great. Lots of interesting stuff in there. All kinds of different things. Um, yeah, you'll love it. So think about yeah, supporting everything your work. from transhumanism, Tartaria, lost civilizations, Atlantis, cryptids, like all kinds of stuff. So we have a little bit of everything. So yeah, and for all of you on rise.tv right now, hanging out with us, um, thanks so much. You guys rock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't joined us, please consider joining us so we can keep making these awesome shows. Of course, this is our live show that we have that's free. All of our really um, produced shows that we make are on Rise TV and we have hundreds of shows. <laughs> it's it's hard to even say how many shows we have, but it's over 100, like at least 200 probably. So, yeah, plenty to watch. Oh, you mean live shows? No, no, no. Produced shows that we have. We have, we have, yeah, we have like four, yeah. four to 500 videos, I think, on there. Yeah. Easily. Yep. All right. So, um, all right. I wasn't sure if you talked about the, the UFOs from other dimensions aspect, but this is so. We did. Fat. Yeah. A little you bit. Did. did you show the clip? Not yet. So, okay. So this is a clip from David Grush himself talking about in a more scientific way how um they could be traveling not just from another planet but from other dimensions and greer dr greer is going to when we show that he actually explains it in a little bit more simpler way um because they both are talking about very similar things so this is very fascinating so let's just play a little uh clip of this Lindsay's pulling it up here pulls mm -hmm. Uh, I was an intelligence officer on the UAP task force. But let's face it, allegations of aliens and their spacecraft are hard to accept, even coming from a respected insider. Even if you call them NHI and UAP, how could such NHI travel to Earth in the first place and go undetected by the general public? Grush says the craft may not be travelling through space as we understand it. It is a well-established uh, fact, at least mathematically and based on empirical observation and analysis that there most likely are physical additional spatial dimensions. And you could imagine uh, in four and 5D space where what we experience as linear time ends up being a physical dimension for, in higher dimensional space where if you were living there, you could translate across what we perceive as a linear flow. So there is a... Uh, possibility that, and it, this is a theory here, I'm not saying this is 100% the case, but uh, it could be that this is not necessarily extraterrestrial and it's actually coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might be co-located, um, you know, right here. What can you tell me about these craft, interesting. these technologies? Why do you know it's exotic? Uh, based on uh, the very specific properties that I was briefed on, you know, isotopic ratios that would have to be engineered for it to be um, at those levels, but also just extremely uh, uh, 
strange, heavy atomic metal, you know, high up in the periodic table um, arrangements that um, we don't understand, you know, what the emergent properties are, but there's just a very strange mix of um, elements. So you're absolutely sure that the materials that these craft are made of are clearly not of this earth. Yeah, they're sophisticatedly engineered, um, certainly not by humans. And while Grush says so the U.S. Going. has gleaned some insight from these materials for military use, so much more could be done if academia and the private sector had access. It's totally nuts that uh, humanity as a whole, especially you know the U.S. citizenry as a whole, they're not even benefiting um, from broad research on this to solve you know, propulsion, energy issues, um, novel material science that can improve people's quality of life. It's just totally nuts uh, how it's been protected and uh, inhibits progress. If you're right, it, okay, you can if you're telling us the truth. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Go ahead and play it right here. What is he Everyone, saying? the entire American public has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated... Uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. Coming up, how... So fascinating. And this is one of the reasons why I truly believe that he did this independently. Because he's really saying, like, dude, imagine... Like, they're, they're so worried about this climate change. It's like, dude, we have alien technology that probably could, could solve all of the world's issues. Why don't they want to use it? And Greer, the people that Greer has to come out, gets they get more into how this technology is being used, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> okay, you care to share a little bit about? Yeah, that? Yeah, so we're let's we're gonna let's just jump right into that. Um, going, you know, when I got cut off, I was trying to explain the dog, the sun dog thing. Oh yeah. So what 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 is that according to them? Well, He's... they didn't go into it directly, but what David Grush does say, he does mention that some of these UFOs in our like reality and in our skies can be a uh, football fields long and that big. You know, and I think a lot and then that's where he gets into these strange phenomena we're seeing are a result of some of these ships, whether it's like plasma coming off of it or, or whatever they're, they're doing. And I think the sun dog could be, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think it could be some kind of cloaked ship that kind of goes maybe, you know, in front of different things and various, like the sun, for example, creating this kind of effect because it's like the ship is actually there and maybe it's kind of like phased in and out of our dimension and its dimension. So the, the sort of prismatic display is coming from the ship instead of the ice particles. For yes. Instance. Yeah. Which how ice. science, you know, ice particles in the sky creates blah, blah, blah. And it creates this fraction of the sun. And it's like, okay, you know, I highly doubt that's the reason why it's going on. And there's so many other strange phenomena. And a lot of people uh, recently are noticing these. You, it's usually like a green light that's like coming out of the sky. And um, that's what was caught in Las Vegas this week. Um, there's people that I personally know, like after that happened, there were some people I was talking to 
uh, especially in New York, um, upstate New York, there's a lot of strange phenomena up there. <laughs> and so that was the other, that was the other thing that, that, uh, I heard that, you know, multiple people saw, saw like a green, um, just very similar green thing that comes out of the sky. I've saw that personally well, now, in, Ohio, in, in so. New York though. I'm more likely to believe that in that area of New York, it's government. Which could be. There's just such yeah. a long history of government experiments in New York. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. many of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Why don't we get right into um, some of the presentation stuff that Greer has? Um, because this is really fascinating. And, and you know, I think that Whatever your opinion on, I know there's a lot of different opinions about him, but I think that what he's trying to do is, you know, he realistically, he kind of brought out the mainstream UFO phenomenon back in 2001 when he first held a very similar press conference in 2001. A right. lot of people came out of that um, and a lot of people went public in the military after he did that and after he presented it, and it was really one of the first times the mainstream media started to report on some of the UFO phenomena. Um, prior to that, it was just like heavily ignored. And so he's doing this again, right when this guy comes out, which um, I don't know if he was there or not at, at Stephen Greer's um, somebody in the chat said he was there. I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm that one way or the other. But it's very interesting that all this happened, you know, within days of each other. So or a week, I guess I could say. So I think that there is some significance here for all of this. The one the only thing that I don't necessarily agree with Stephen Greer is that he believes that all aliens are benevolent. I don't believe that. <laughs> I have a hard time with that. <laughs> I know for a fact that, you know, there are negative ones and they're causing issues and um, they've been harming. Well, it's like it's like. It's like saying all human beings are benevolent. Mm -hmm. There you go. Like, would anyone believe that? Like, no, yeah, no. It's, Everybody, it's, like, some of them have an attitude. Yes. Yeah. Like, some of them have trauma, and they they do things. You know what I mean? Like, some of them steal. Some of them do good deeds. Some of them volunteer. I mean, it's just a whole. Like, you're telling me all of them are benevolent? Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. Right. No, sure. There's no, there's no warring aliens out there that but, develop technology. And, and on the flip side, if you're somebody, and he he's got like a lot of background for who he is and what he did and everything else. And if you're somebody that's seeing reports constantly of alien beings being experimented on and like tortured and you know all these different things i can understand how you can kind of come to this conclusion if you're not seeing the other side of the induction aspect of people being inducted and i think that's where he's kind of looking at this information and he's been more into the military aspect rather than like civilian like you know stories of being people being abducted and whatnot because he wants to get more it's like with the military stuff it's way more credible than um just you know having someone file a police a police report of something that happened to them and so i think he's been staying away from that stuff and just focusing on the military stuff so anyway well let's um let's so show some of this and there's some very interesting people that came out through greer and some of the insane things that they talked about 
But first, uh, I want to kind of give an overview. So, Lindsay, can you show this first? Um, yeah, you can play this. This is kind of setting the stage for what he's going to present in this three hours that went through. But um, you can just play. You can just start playing. This is only a minute long. And those are documented. Uh, Michael Schratt, who is an aerospace historian. By the way, he wants to come on our show. Michael in November, had worked for Lockheed, but not he the does. Skunk Works, yeah. uh, on conventional operations. And he is doing those investigations for us and also the beautiful um, illustrations of what these witnesses have had to share. And you will see those. So then the witnesses we are also talking about have, military um, witnesses. The doctor. You can keep playing, Lindsay. It's fine. Documents that include, includes names of witnesses. In other words, government documents that are not declassified that we have. Now, we'll get into this in a minute. And there are many uh, so-called deep throats who provide intel on the background uh, who are working with us, uh, some of whom are very senior in these operations. Others are people who have just incidentally been involved. Okay, next. So there's about 700. So this is just a thumb. That they have. Pictures of all these guys that we already have come forward. They're there for you to see. They run from NASA folks. And, and all that. It's in the YouTube channel. It's in the archive. Those were done. Uh, all these were up to 2001. So <laughs> we're talking a long time ago, but those exist. It's perhaps a tree that fell in the woods a lot of you didn't know about. Okay. So that's kind of setting the stage. I, I thought that slide they presented would go on a little longer. I was going to kind of break it down a little bit, but basically they have about 750 accounts, all military accounts. Um, they even have more than that, 752 witnesses from military, corporate, and government sources, um, 145 top secret facilities and bases all mapped out, um, 121 UFO crash retrieval cases, and some of these include uh, various witnesses and names of witnesses that saw this directly. Now, these are first-person accounts. This isn't like, oh, I heard this from so-and-so. This is, this is my account that I personally witnessed. Many of these people have been threatened. I mean, these are military people who are even told not, not, to not even talk to their superiors about what they saw. That even if they mention their, to their superior about what they saw, it's like their life could be on the line and they were threatened. Really? Yeah. And so they were, most of these people were forced to sign um, uh, uh, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. But recently this, uh, there was a law passed that if you were forced to sign something against your will, and it has to do with like national security or whatever, you know, you could come out and talk about it. And that's how these people now are getting around this and they're talking about it. This next clip this was, this is so, so ballsy. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we're going to get into some of the, like the really, really fascinating stuff. The next clip is the secret base Lockheed Martin has. Okay. She's pulling it up right now. Where is this? Um, Michael Shrek. Um, sure. When it was uh, okay. And people go, this go out in the hobby desert. Michael Schrett took this picture when it was uh, okay to fly near it in a small private plane. It is the site of the Lockheed Range underground entrance. What's in there? Well, there are man-made 
and this is the big story, no one's telling you. A large number of the UAPs are in fact deep black budget electrogravitic electromagnetic field propulsion devices based on the study of extraterrestrial vehicles that began in the 1940s. That is a fact, and we can prove it. So when you see these sort of places, just remember many of them, I want to be careful what I'm saying here. Someone who is in charge of the black budget in the United States in 2022 went out to the Lockheed Skunk Works based on some information he had. He was shown a bunch of old jet aircraft. He knew he was being gaslit, and they reached out to me, and I said, what do you want? I'll give you everything we have. And that's what's happened over the last 16 months. So I cannot name this person, but they're a wonderful person of enormous integrity and a hero of our country. Um, so I want to just go through quickly some of the new... All right. Yeah, so this is super fascinating. And he basically is saying that black military projects are building these things outside of that's why the pentagon has no idea really when when david grush came out it's like oh wait a minute you know well if, if this is true the pentagon would know and what he's presenting here is that these are all compartmentalization that's like what's happening within these levels and it's like oh actually the next one he kind of says it in his own words, exactly what I'm saying, but it's like, um, they're using taxpayers dollars to fund these things. And then we have really no idea what they are actually doing. And the danger is, is that they're so secretive about it that not even the Pentagon, not even the president of the United States may understand what's actually happening. So Ben, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you had a really big government and there was some stuff that you wanted to keep really secret, would you have a organization about that thing and then uh, have something that was classified behind the scenes that was actually doing that work? So what I'm trying to say is, doesn't it wouldn't it make sense that whatever was your public organization or agency that was actually tasked with finding information out about that stuff was the front for all of the classified stuff exactly. that you had behind the scenes which is why i think wouldn't you do that yeah which is why i think they're releasing certain information about ufos out to the public because it's like well we'll do this but behind the scenes it's like it's yeah it's a, it's a mountain behind the scenes, but then in, in, in front, it's like a, a, it's a little anthill. Exactly. And, and then it just is like, wow, look at this, you little teeny, and everyone's like freaking out about this little UFO. Meanwhile, they're like having this massive operation that, right. that's happening. And so we're going to get into two specific things. One of them is going to be the Marianas Trench. What? Yep. And the other one is Antarctica. I knew um, James Cameron was down there looking for something. so fascinating, but we're going to play a trailer right now. And when we get back, we'll get into a little bit more of what Stephen Greer says, and then we'll hear a military account of some scary stuff in Antarctica. Sounds good. In this series, From Edge of Wonder, we dive into neural nets, sentient robots, gene editing technology, smart implants, 
programmable monkeys, evolution, and social manipulation. Is resistance futile? How can we rage against the machine? That's our um, transhumanism series. You can find that on rise.tv. But okay, let's play a little bit of uh, this more of um, Greer's press conference here. This is some really, so this is a very interesting situation uh, where um, some military people found this craft and it actually is ours. This okay. is team. Now, let me explain how this guy got involved. He was on recruited out of Fort Campbell to be somebody to be on a retrieval team with a top secret clearance to pick up when we have an accident with a, a helo helicopter or jet because uh, there's classified technology on those often and this, or you two a pilot here will explain that perhaps but the point is he went from there and that was preparatory to being on a retrieval team for this so he was involved with this operation. It was a man-made, a so-called alien reproduction vehicle. It's called by some people, or AT. A lot of people just call them advanced technology. It's sort of a euphemism. But it's based on studying the electrogravitics and magnetic field propulsion systems of the interstellar vehicles that involve the science of quantum entanglement and, you know, going, you know, basically you want to go from one point in space and so fast another. Say, this is one point, this is another. You're not going through a straight line. You're folding space-time. Yeah. That's how you're doing. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do a physics I mean, We explain that on the show, too. But enough of that. Pre-med. But anyway, so this is an object. <laughs> and I'm not a physicist. We have a physicist here. Uh, but this object was retrieved because it became disabled. Some of these retrieval operations are not extraterrestrial, but they would like sometimes... The public to think maybe it was because the bigger secret i'll tell you right now is not so the extraterrestrial issue it's these technologies which an unsupervised and frankly illegal operation have which is a threat to the national security period this we will prove and this is a bigger threat the existence of these in the hands of unsupervised operations <laughs> that have escaped the oversight of the president of the office of the president and the congress for since 1956 to 1960. Hence, Eisenhower's speech. Ben, are you there? Where the military industrial complex. The where? The guy in the bottom right corner looked exactly like <laughs> you with shades yeah. on. Look at him. That's Ben. Ben snuck <laughs> that's, in. That's hilarious. It doesn't look like me. Play, play this last part, Lindsay. This is so fascinating what he says here. This is actually what he was talking about. I know people who have since passed away, like, our witness, Stephen Lubkin, who was at the White House with Eisenhower, who said point blank, the president lost control of these projects and that he was very upset and angry about it. But these projects became so compartmentalized that he no longer could control them. So this is one. You can see there are rivets. Okay, you can stop it you. there. So uh, basically what he was saying this, is the he, he, he were before Lindsay stopped it, he mentioned the military industrial complex. And he said that we're seeing firsthand 
what the military industrial complex is. What is it? They're creating technology like this behind closed doors that even people in Congress and the president doesn't even know about. So, and I understand why Greer doesn't want to get to the negative aspect of the ETs because he wants to keep the topic relevant on what the black op government is doing behind the scenes. And he does get into other things too. He talks about how they're, they're like biological, basically cyborg beings that are being created that are doing a lot of negative things too. But he kind of relates it back to the black op programs that are creating these things, you know, but, and, and there's other military people talking about it, but okay, let's get into Antarctica right now. <laughs> this is the most fascinating. Yes. Yeah. I think this is, this is going to blow your mind. And this is another, um, so because this thing is a little bit long, kind of give you a background. This is another military guy that came out. Um, through Stephen Greer's, um, through this presentation. And he was stationed in Antarctica and he's explaining first person experience of what he saw. ...is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented. But I'm gonna skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection. We're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I have provided documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster than light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster than light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're gonna need faster than light communications. This is that facility. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. This is where mind blowing. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake generating device as well. This what? is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. Insane. Totally insane. Whoa. Isn't that mind blowing? Again, oh, hold, this. Hold it, hold it. Can we yeah. rewatch that part, Lindsay? The part where he's talking about them firing, like the weapon, them or the. Yeah, go back the a little machinery, bit. Machinery, them firing it up, and then it it causing the earthquake. And the yeah. detector array. Okay. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. Okay, but there when they first fired shots, up this thing, this yeah, this facility that they have, yes, which is which did, 
Okay, but the facility, because he went through a bunch of different things. I'm trying to I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what part of the technology is causing the earthquake. So is it the detect like the craft detector? Or the is neutrino, it so he's talking about the neutrino light array and ice shafts. So so I guess they're like you know, because they're doing faster than light. No, 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 keep showing that, Lindsay. Keep showing that fast because it's showing it right here. So it's like as this thing is firing up, see this like tunnel that's going down. Mm -hmm. It's like that's what's happening at when this thing is turning on. And he's mm -hmm. saying it basically is an earthquake machine. Mm. So play it again. And Dom's, you guys are. Oh, I forget what Dom's. Dumbs. Mean, it's Dumbs, isn't it? D U M B S. Well, deep underground military bases. Um, bases. Usually it's a B, but he, they're putting an S there. I think Dom works with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume Dom could create an earthquake, but that would be a completely different process. That would just be from sheer, utter awesomeness. That's true. Dom's like, I'm here in an earthquake. Yeah, target it correctly. <laughs> this is like an earthquake generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. Keep playing it for a little bit. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station that when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs, and I found that this system is, in fact, completely energized, up and running, and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well the atmospheric research observatory is uh in what we call the clean air sector i witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos this i believe is a that. secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system Can you pause it for a sec if the earth was flat Everyone would have seen that laser. Boom. <laughs> Can I just say that? Yeah. Everyone in the world would have seen that laser if the earth well, was flat. There is a photo of that, and the mainstream media have been discrediting it, saying that it was, I can't remember what the excuse they used. Some people were like, oh, I think this is fake. It was going around Facebook. Um, maybe like six months ago or so. So that's very fascinating. As soon as you said that, I was like, wow, that just proves that one photo is real. Let's see if we can find it. Mm. Keep, keep, keep going, Lindsay. Yeah, keep going. We'll I'm not this. saying that we need to be scared of anything that's out there, but please understand the military industrial complex is happy to invest all of your money in alleviating their fears. <clears throat> Wow. A question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on. I knew the load demands of the facility and all of yeah. these new items exceed wow. the demand for the systems that I was presented. I am doing due diligence and research. I believe there is either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. That also makes sense. Yeah, it does. A lot. 
Wow. I think that pretty much covers it for time. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody wants to find out more, I have a website where all this information is at for brevity. I'll wrap it up, but you can go to deciphering.tv. I've documented you can all this stuff. And yeah, wow. That dude there. just dropped a mic. He sure, he sure did. He like, sure that did. pretty much covers it. Well, and I think this is um, this gets into the, the question of not just like what are the kind of weapons systems that they're developing based on alien technology, which is the scariest part. And it's being used against the well, people. Well, yeah, scariest or yeah. coolest, depending on how you look at it. I guess. Terrifying that it's human beings doing it, I'll tell you. That, that's yeah. the thing. That is the thing. Now we're gonna have to. Um, we're a little bit over. We're gonna jump over to Rise.tv. But when Gosh, we do, dude, wait a minute. That yeah. was that is Death Star technology. The yes, green laser dude. shooting into the yes. cosmos. Yeah, and, and that's just the beginning of what these these. What like... did they blow up out there? Seriously, they <laughs> yeah, shot no. that to do an experiment on something. Yeah, and they they've said that they had a lot of this technology in space now for a while. Um, yeah, exactly. Where? Um. Mars in, moon? No, I mean in, it's like a floating Death Star, you can almost say, you know. It's like they, they've had a lot of this stuff. And then we still didn't get into what they found in the Marianas Trench. <laughs> oh dear lord, we gotta get into that. Mariana Trench. Yeah, and then um there's another typhoon that was created, and I think it was 2009. When was that typhoon? 2009 and Indonesia. The big one that hit Indonesia, yeah, it's man-made. Well, that does not surprise me. Yeah, and they get into for a long time. They even get into more details what these, what they're using some of the black, like these crafts for, and everything else. And that's where it gets really disturbing. So, um, yeah, I mean, think about it. You're operating co completely in the shadows outside of any kind of government organization whatsoever you can you're basically can do anything you have technology to even invade evade any kind of satellite system that exists and you're like you know we're, we're talking like imagine epstein times like a million at this point like imagine what you could do with this kind of technology if you're I'm like just, I can't get over this green laser thing. So if, if find they a have a laser, no, no, think about this for a second. If they've built a laser, a freaking laser beam to shoot at other things in the in space. Yeah. Take I'm take a, find that okay. right now. Think, think I know there's for a, a moment. I'm trying wait, to wait, find wait. think for a moment how precise you would need to be to hit something that was light years away. Because if that thing is very far away, you the the further off you are with your with your gun, the far, the more it's going to miss that thing. You'd have to be like think about the technology just to make sure that that laser was precise, Ben. Yeah, I found the photo. That's crazy. I found oh, you the did. Photo. Pull it up. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I remember seeing this, and the and the excuse they gave was like, oh, that's just nothing. It's some kind of like technology thing you know blah 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 sorry you guys i'm trying to share my screen and but now after what he said it's like i'm completely thinking about this in a whole new light um 
sorry, share screen, screen window. There, there it is. This thing right here. And oh, that looks yeah. like that looks like the facility like the track, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that the, 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 um, like the, I mean, that's just one part of it, but yeah. And so now looking, I'm looking at this in a whole new light literally but but yeah i mean you're absolutely right like what are they actually doing here you know and then and then you have the 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 do right the directed energy weapons and you know all the fires and what just happened in canada okay okay all right so all of you at home we're about to go to rise.tv so uh we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff including what the heck they found in the mariana trench so if you want to hang out with us, ask us your questions and chill with us to the very end, please think about supporting our work. Come on over to rise.tv. It's only $9.99 a month. I mean, come on, you spend more on coffee than you do that. So, um, yeah, anyway, we love you guys. Thanks so much for everyone who's listening to us on rise.tv right now and for everyone over on Rumble. And if you could just make sure you're subscribing to us on Rumble and anywhere else you are. And uh, we'll see you over there on rise.tv. And Go we're going to have a meditation at the end too, meditation slash prayer. So join us for that. Awesome. All right. Monsters of the seas were long thought to be myths. But some magic hunters sought power for themselves, believing that old legends held secret truths. Why did the famous occultist Aleister Crowley make his home on Loch Ness, which later became famous for its elusive creature? Why are there so many paranormal sightings in the area? What other creatures of the deep have been spotted in Scotland that are largely ignored or considered local folktales? The human mind enjoys impressive visions of unearthly creatures. Now then, the sea is precisely their best medium the only setting suitable for the breeding and growing of such giants, next to which such land animals as elephants or rhinoceroses are mere dwarves. Find out what creatures may be a lot closer than 20,000 leagues under the sea. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. All right. So there wasn't a gate to hell in the Mariana Trench. There was a UFO, Ben. That's that's according to uh, 